You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Or you can always follow our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. And if you're not doing so yet, then go and stay up with all the latest tea at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. We also go live every Thursday night. So if you catch our Friday morning episodes that are, are live rebroadcasts, you can join us live on the Instagram at No Filter with Zach or on the YouTube. If you're watching this on the YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that bell notification button so that the tea is always spilled in those notifications and hit that thumbs up button because I love the likes. I love the validation. Um, I hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I hope you had lots of no filter wine. The OG cans are only available for a short amount of time before they're officially gone for good. So be sure to stock up at nofilterwine.com. It's 13% alcohol by volume for fun designs. I'm ready to flip a table. Now tell me who go and check me, boo. I'm ready to mention it all. And I stole Kim's goddamn house. I saw someone... Um, Aussie Berry? Ooh, who was it? Oh my God. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I remember somebody DM'd me that they, they snuck some. Maybe, maybe not. This may be an alleged story, um, but they snuck some of the wine into another country, possibly. Um, I mean, how fun is that? So I know, I know everyone wishes that we could, um, ship internationally and maybe one day we'll be able to but for now they're available to most u.s states so be sure to to stock up and you'll definitely be able to drink them on our uh spilling tea live tour with me and adam newell so get your tickets to that those shows are coming up next month this april i can't believe it's already next month like this is insane 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 so definitely be sure to stock up on or actually not stock up but definitely be sure to get your tickets before they're all gone for good. So go to SpillingTeaLive.com, SpillingTeaLive.com, and get the wine at NoFilterWine.com. This Wednesday, um, we're doing another Girardi deep dive into the California State Bar. So that's going to be a good one. Lots of good, good, good information in that episode coming out, dropping on Wednesday. So you want to grab your, you want to pull out your best L. Woods notebook to make sure you're taking some good notes because this one's going to be June. See all these other little Instagram bitches ain't giving you content like this. Snap, snap, pat the puss. All right, guys, we have a lot of tea to break down. Um, some breakup rumors with Katie and Schwartz, which she is now addressing. An update on Stuart Smith and what's going on in his life. We have um, some actual breakup news and then we have some teasers for real housewives of atlanta that we'll dive into but let's kick things off with katie and schwartz from vanderpump rules okay so there have been rumors that the the two of them have split or possibly uh are on the rocks and leading to a divorce they are near death well not really death but they are near divorce and we're enabling, are we enabling an addict? Well, that's another part of the rumor is that Tom Schwartz is addicted to heroin. And now Katie Maloney went on her podcast this week, or sorry, this past weekend. And she was like, I need to set the record straight. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's talk about it. So she's getting into it. 
So before we get into what she's responding, these are the the clues. I actually never heard the heroin rumors, but I did hear the divorce rumors. And this is where people were coming up with these divorce rumors from. So on Katie's Instagram story, she posted about Kim Kardashian getting her divorce from Ye, Kanye West. And she posted a message of support saying that she was really happy that Kim Kardashian has chosen herself. Cute, right? Very nice. Very supportive. I think that it is great that Kim Kardashian is also choosing herself. So people are like, what? She's posting about divorce and she's posting about Kim choosing herself. Does that mean that Katie's getting ready to choose herself and she's about to leave Schwartz? (gasps) What? That was the first one. And then she posted also on her Instagram story. I don't believe it was the same day. I believe it was like the next day or a couple days after she posted about this sad song. And the sad song had like uh, talked about a breakup. And she posted about that. And she's like, ooh, this song sounds good. And then people are like, ooh, she posted a sad song. And she said that the song sounds good. Does that mean that they're getting a divorce? First of all, her Instagram account is called Music Kills Katie. So she likes sad music. Like, she likes these these deep cuts, which we all do. I mean, listen, every time Adele drops an album, we all love it. And it's not because we're actively going through a heartbreak or a divorce or whatever. It's because we have been there and we can relate to it. So supporting Kim Kardashian and posting about liking a sad song that happens to talk about divorce are the two big indicators that people are like, ooh, these mysterious posts on Instagram mean that she's getting divorced from Tom Schwartz. Dun, dun, dun. But they also haven't posted much together. (gasps) But wait. There's more. So the other day, somebody sends me a picture. It was a paparazzi picture. And in the picture, it's of Lala Kent and Katie Maloney walking down the street out of a restaurant or a bar. And in that picture, they zoom in to Katie Maloney's hands, and Katie Maloney is not wearing a wedding ring. Okay, now this one is a hint that looks, this sounds a little suspect, okay? She's not wearing a wedding ring. That sounds like, ooh, okay, well, that doesn't look very good. And these other things are happening. And she's posting about supporting Kim Kardashian's divorce. And she's posting about sad love songs. And she's not wearing her ring. Now that is getting a little fishy. Mm-mm-mm. I'm starting to smell some caviar. What's going on? So she's now addressing at least some of the rumors, specifically the rumors in relation to Tom Schwartz being addicted to heroin and being uh, and people saying that that's the reason they haven't been spotted together much very uh, very much lately is because he's been on a bender and it's been really hard for her and she's like it's a whole Lamar Odom Chloe Kardashian situation and she's like no that's not true that's 100% false I don't like that people are putting out this dangerous idea and this dangerous narrative about my husband because it's not true and he is not addicted to heroin which I would have never guessed Tom Schwartz would have been addicted to heroin I don't I would have never guessed he would been addicted to like anything like I would think maybe he's like a pothead but I wouldn't think that he was addicted to any hard drugs like he doesn't give me that impression trust me of all the cast members on Vanderpump Rules Tom Schwartz is not the one that's giving me any sort of indication that he might be you know on anything you know maybe like a a prescription pill here or there but like I wouldn't but only because that's common in West Hollywood in Los Angeles. Like people are, you know, on pills. So if anything, I'd be like, oh, okay, well that would kind of make sense. But not because I've seen anything that would indicate that. Maybe I'm blind to it. I don't really know people that, you know, are addicted to pills or are addicted to drugs. I've never done a drug except smoke a little weed. 
um, which is not really my vibe. I've always been very clear. I'd rather have like some of my no filter rosé available at nofilterwine.com or I'd rather have like a nice dry vodka martini with a twist. Like, you know, I'm a vodka or a wine or, you know, it really depends on the mood, but I'm not a, a drugger. I'm a, um, I'm a drinker. So yeah, she's saying that that's not true. And that the real reason that Tom hasn't been, uh, that they haven't been spotted together very much lately is because, He's been traveling a lot and spending a lot of time with his father because his father has been very ill. So that would indicate why, you know, they haven't really been seen together a lot. I don't take it as like they haven't really they are a little more introverted as a couple. They don't really do a lot of events. First of all, events are kind of slowed down. Events aren't happening at the pace that they used to happen. So appearances aren't as big. And like Tom Sandoval is much more of an extrovert. Like he's on his tour. Um with his band right now, Tom Sandoval and the most extras, he's doing a whole tour around the country in March, which great, you know, good for, good for him. He loves to go out there. He loves to be doing stuff. You know, Tom comes home, he has a wife, he's building Schwartz and Sandy's that like, I didn't really expect him to be going out very much. And Katie's not that extroverted either. If anything, we see them hanging out with, um, Stassi and Bo and Lala and Brittany, like they all kind of hang out together, but that's kind of their social scene. They're not really doing a lot of public appearances. Um, so to me, it wasn't that shocking that we didn't see them out or that we didn't really see them together because they also, from what I remember, and I never really followed them closely on Instagram, but I never envisioned, I never saw them as like that real lovey-dovey sort of like, ooh, look at me, you know, we're doing date night or ooh, look at he's eating my asshole today. Like I, they just never were that like obnoxious couple because they've been together so long that I didn't think they needed to like try to prove anything to us. Or I guess when you're, you know, newer into your relationship, you know, you post a lot more because it's newer in the relationship. But like we've seen them together at these group events, like when they did the the Super Bowl party. Where was that at? Was that at Stassi's house? That was at somebody's house. And they were both there, if I recall correctly. But anyway, she says that he, that's why he's been a little MIA is because he's been visiting his father and his father's been sick and he wants to be close with him. Um, we didn't get too many details about it. Understandably, it's private, but that's that. Now, regarding her not wearing her ring or getting photographed not wearing a ring, apparently she doesn't wear it all the time, which is also not that uncommon. Like, it's a tale as old as time. Like, I get it. The second a celebrity is photographed without a ring, it's a scandal because it makes a great headline and it, like, gets people fired up. But not wearing her wedding ring doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, and if she doesn't wear it that often, or she doesn't always wear it, then, I mean, I think most people don't always, well, most people I think do always wear their wedding rings, but I feel like you don't have to wear your wedding ring to prove that you're committed. Like your commitment is between you and your partner. It's not necessarily the um, symbol of telling the world that you're committed. I mean, it is, but I don't know. To me, it's not that shocking. And Tom Schwartz did post on his Instagram stories, however, um, that he was hanging out with Stassi and Lala, which appeared to be the same night that Katie posted that she was out with Lala, which appeared to be the same night that she was photographed out with Lala, not wearing her wedding ring. So, yes, I understand where there's smoke, there's fire, but I think in this case, the smoke is logical i mean or maybe they it could be possible that they're having a bit of a rough patch and maybe taking a little distance from each other but i don't predict that they're on the brink of a divorce and i don't 
believe that they're really separating. It looks like they're doing just fine. They're a-okay. We know that she's looking to build her sandwich shop with Ariana, something about her. Tom's obviously building his new bar with Sandoval, Schwartz and Sandy's. So it looks like they both have projects on their plate and they're coming home to each other for what it looks like. And if they're hanging out together at these group events, this rumor is total bogus. However, one couple that did actually split is Josh Flagg, and he is separating from his husband, Bobby. And I know a lot of people are really sad about this. I feel like people are always very sad when gay couples decide to break up or split, which is really interesting because not many people are as sad when a straight couple decides to break up or split. Like nobody was really heartbroken about Katie and Tom, but like the number of people that were heartbroken about Josh and Bobby. Um, and that's not to say that it's not sad, but I feel like even like with certain like uh, YouTubers or TikTok stars, those like gay couples, like people love the gays and they love when the gays get together and you know, they love like a good gay power couple. Trust me, I would love to be in a good gay power couple. Let's be real. But I just, I always find it so funny when people are like, oh my gosh, I loved them together. When it's just like, but like, what did we really like know of their relationship? Um, I'm sad to see them broken up. I'm sad to see any relationship end, unless it's like a relationship that's no longer healthy or toxic. Um, But in this case, it looks like these two were just growing apart and they both posted very sweet, kind messages to each other on their Instagram announcing their divorce and basically said that it's something that they've been considering for quite a while. Uh, There have been rumors that they have not been living together for several months and that they've kind of been leading more independent lives Even on Instagram, you don't really see them posting as much together. But nobody made a big fuss about that. Nobody said Bobby's on heroin. Um, So, I mean, again, I I feel like I'm being really insensitive. And it is really sad, even though I'm just going to be honest. And I was ready to slide into Josh Flagg's DMs. Because, listen, I think he's a cutie patootie. And I would hit it and not quit it. But I also heard that in addition to them already have been them being separated for a while. Um. Because usually you don't just like decide this and announce it tomorrow. Usually like that t- that you work up to that and you have several conversations. And a lot of times you like try to work on things and go to therapy or counseling or whatever before reaching that point. But it sounds like they've reached this point and they've been here for a good minute. But they said that they'll always be family to each other. But I heard that it's possibly due to the fact that Josh Flagg doesn't want kids and Bobby does want kids and he wants to have a family and Josh just isn't in that place. First off, I Googled both of them to find out how old they are because I always thought Josh was the was an, the older one in the relationship and that he was more of the daddy. Um, but apparently they're the same age. So and now they're apparently both 36 according to the Google and the Google's not always right. So don't quote me on that. Josh Flagg may be like 46. I'm not entirely sure, but according to the Google, they're both 36. So it does kind of make sense that Bobby would be in the place where, you know, he's like, I do want to settle down. I do want to have kids. I do want to have, you know, a family. And Josh might not want that. Josh might want to be a forever bachelor. He might not want what Frederick has. You know, he's like, you know what? Leave the family life to Josh and Frederick and I'm going to be over here with Tracy and we're going to be doing our damn thing and I'm going to be single and ready to mingle for, you know, all of my life. Listen, I'm still ready to slide into Josh Flagg's DMs. Um, But 
much love to, to the both of them. And I hope that, you know, breakups are tough. So I hope that they are both taking some time for themselves. I hope, you know, what, what do they say? The best way to get over one guy is to get under five others. So hopefully they're, you know, doing the, doing their thing and doing whatever they need to heal their heart, maybe doing some therapy, maybe doing some ayahuasca, whatever's going to help them process their emotions and, you know, move past this breakup lovingly. And I'm glad at least to know that they're choosing themselves, whatever the reason was for them not choosing to continue with their marriage. It lo- they're choosing themselves. And I think that that's a very powerful and beautiful thing. So much love to both of them. <sighs> now, the demise of another relationship, we have Stuart Smith and Jen Shaw. We have a Stuart Smith update for everybody. It appears that Stuart Smith might be churning over some evidence against Jen Shaw. So, in new documents revealed by attorney Ronald Richards, and I say that loosely, it appears that there are several new sealed filings hinting to the fact that he's cooperating against Jen Shaw, his former BFF, his former boss, his former... Who really knows, to be honest with you? Because she's like, I don't know him. So it's likely that he is turning over documents to help serve his sentencing, which has still yet to be determined. But it looks like he is cooperating um, with the prosecution to support a case against Jen Shaw. We know that he changed his plea to guilty after originally pleading not guilty. So he and other... People involved in that whole scheme have also turned their pleas from not guilty to guilty, and they seem to be working with the prosecution. The only person that's not working with the prosecution is Jen Shaw, and that's where a lot of people are kind of coming to this conclusion that like, okay, well, then it looks like they're going to be turning on her because if they're kind of reading the writing on the wall and they want to come to some sort of settlement agreement, or some, sorry, not a settlement agreement, but some sort of, you know, agreement. It's who knows what that agreement's going to look like. Who knows if there's like an actual deal on the table for any of them. But I would imagine that there is going to be some benefit by turning over information that might not be good for Jen Shaw because of now the feds are starting to put all their eggs in one basket and that basket is looking shaw amazing. then they have a pretty solid case. So he's set to officially be sentenced after he presumably testifies against Jen Shaw. So like I I mentioned, Ron posted these documents that showed several dates in which sealed files had been submitted. That leads me and other people on the interweb to assume that there is something that he's given that they don't want Jen Shaw to see or her defense to see just yet or the public to see just yet until, you know, they're done with discovery and they're able to actually bring the case to trial, which will be happening as of right now. It's scheduled for July 11th of 2022. So he likely won't get his sentencing until she's done and her or her trial is kicked off and he participates in that. And so it looks like he's going to be testifying against her. Um, so it's more bad news for Jen Shaw coming out of the second part of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion, which aired over the weekend. We'll get part three this upcoming Sunday where the husbands come out and Jen's going to be grilled by Andy. You know, it's it is interesting because this was a three part reunion. Um 
And we're really only diving into the Jen Shaw legal stuff for one part, which is part three, which is the final part. Whereas with Erica, we covered her issues with Tom Girardi in all four parts. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that her cases were talked about a lot more by the other women on the show. And so that became more of a central storyline on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Whereas the women are more concerned with the date of Meredith's, Meredith's father's memorial and, you know, Lisa Barlow, rather than they are with the fact that Jen Shaw has been arrested and charged and is in a federal investigation and that her assistant has turned on her, um, also got arrested. Like, it just... I just would have assumed that or would have thought that that would have been a bigger topic of discussion for these women. But we know Whitney Rose came out and she's like, well, you know, the reason we didn't is because the it's ongoing and she's not allowed to talk about it and blah, 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 blah. And so we'll be able to talk to her more about it, you know, once the trial begins or once, you know, something more happens. But it's like, I don't know. These other women didn't know shit about what was going on with Erica's marriage to Tom Girardi. And she was trying to open up to them. And then they were grilling her about the legalities of what was going on at Girardi Keese that I just would have thought that when somebody gets arrested in a federal investigation and has charges filed against them, that would just be a much bigger discussion, especially when the feds flood your sprinter van. I just, I don't, I, maybe I'm crazy, but I do know with audience reception, now that's the women, but with the audience, I understand how a lot more people are starting to support Jen Shaw more than they were supporting Erica. And I think it's because Jen Shaw knows how to be more likable. We get Jen Shaw doing these little charity scenes. We have this scene with her and her mom. Like Jen Shaw knows how to, what is it? Is placate the right word? What am I? Um, she knows how to perform for the audience. You know what I mean? She knows how to make herself look redeemable. She obviously knows how to make herself look like more of the villain and go crazy and have these crazy wild antics and these meltdowns. Um, But I think it's because she's hyper aware of herself on camera. And so she's performing for the show. And so in part of that performance, she knows that she also has to perform very likable in order for people to want to root for her and want to believe her and want to be like, oh, well, innocent until proven guilty. Right, innocent until proven guilty. Except when it comes to Erica, who hasn't been arrested or charged with anything um, and is really just following the advice of her legal counsel, not necessarily, you know, doing a lot of this on her own. Erica, I think, is her own worst enemy, though, because she doesn't make herself more likable. She, you know, is very stoic. She's very standoffish. She's very icy. And that's kind of been her personality since she first came onto the scene. So I understand the juxtaposition in their personalities. However, that doesn't signify innocence or guilt. Somebody's likability doesn't necessarily mean that they're more or less innocent or guilty. It just means that they are better at getting people to like them. Erica seemingly doesn't give a shit if people like her. Jen Shaw wants Kim Kardashian to represent her because she feels like she's been wrongfully convicted or she's been wrongfully accused. And possibly soon come July, wrongfully convicted or rightfully convicted. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, it's all TBD at the moment. Um, Like I said, I don't know if she's innocent or guilty, but the case against her doesn't look very good. Doesn't look good at all. 
But like, yeah, we have part three. Coach Shaw is going to come out. He's going to have to answer some questions. Um, and we'll see what, what Jen Shaw has to say. I feel like there's a lot of unresolved issues from part two that we're still going to have to like clean up in part three, especially as it relates to Meredith and Lisa Barlow. It seems like the Mary Colt stuff isn't really going to be talked about much more because we only have one more part and that's part three. And I feel like we wrapped it up in part two, but all we really heard was what the women had heard about Mary, which is everything we already saw on the show. So there's not much more to it other than Mary potentially had an affair with Cameron. I mean, who knows? I also thought it was a little rude that they didn't at any point. Well, I guess I have to remember the timing of everything, but I did think it was a little rude that they didn't talk about the Mary Crosby um, mom interview at, up in Adam's interview with Rozzy. I feel like that would have been a great talking point for them to discuss at the reunion and what the and get the women's reaction to what the cousin said and what Rozzy had said and what the stepfather was saying. Like I thought that would have been a lot better than let's just reha- let's just grill Lisa Barlow on her relationship with Cameron. Like, I, I get why these women are upset with Lisa Barlow, but I'm just like, why is Lisa Barlow... Like, Mary and Jen Shaw should have been, you know, the center focus of this reunion, and they weren't. And it's because people... Well, one, Mary didn't show up, but people, they're defending Jen Shaw. Jen Shaw's got some good friends that don't want to throw her under the bus. They need a Sutton on Real Houses of Salt Lake City is what they need. Who's really going to just get on in there no matter how, you know, annoying or out of line or out of context or whatever the circumstances may be for her. She really goes in. And I feel like one of the other women could have really gone in with Jen. At least ask, ask the questions. Whether Jen was able to reveal the answers or not, at least be like, what's the situation? What's going on with Stuart? What did you know? Why are they accusing you of this? Why did they show up at your house? What did they take from your house? Obviously, they're, you know, they raided the house. What were they looking for? What is your legal team count? counsel telling you what are the charges do you understand the charges and why would they be like explain your business to me again because you've tried to explain it to me in the past but now in this context this looks a little different they also didn't address the hulu documentary the housewife and the shaw shocker but then again beverly hills didn't address the housewife and the hustler or did they address the housewife and the hustler i feel like erica at some point was asked if she saw the housewife and the hustler and she said she did not I don't know. Lots of double standards. Part three of the Salt Lake City reunion will be airing this Sunday. It'll be interesting to see what season three is going to bring since they're currently filming and they wanted to film Jen Shaw's trial in in March. We're obviously not going to be able to film that because it's been pushed to July. And I don't know if Bravo is really going to extend filming until July. If anything, they might. Well, that was kind of their bad. They started production way too early. Um, They should have at least started it come like mid-February or early March started now as she was supposed to be gearing up for trial but they started it like right after filming the reunion which I thought was a little unnecessary but whatever okay Candy Burris from the Real Houses of Atlanta is giving some new teasers and spoilers for what we can expect from the next season which will be airing I believe in May April April or May shoot why am I blanking I think it's in April I think it returns this April and we're supposed to be getting a trailer any day now at this point. 
But so she spoke to Access Hollywood and she says that she was very sad to see Cynthia and Portia leave. And she was a little worried about how the show was going to have this big cast shakeup, which are we really surprised? Because they always have to play it up, right? They're like, oh, they got fired. And could our show survive? Sounds like it's surviving just fine, especially now that Marlo's gotten her peach and she is, Candy is claiming that she and Marlo bump heads hard, like really hard, like bolo hard, and that it is some rocky waters, some rocky, choppy waters and rocky road ahead for Marlo and Candy, and that it's going to be all center stage this season and we're going to see it all unfold and she doesn't talk about whether or not they end up coming back together or whether their friendship is fractured forever but sounds like that Marlo's going to be bringing the heat and she's dragging candy into it which i think is good i like you know we need candy to get into the mix she also said that Sheree is bringing it in her triumphant return to Real Housewives of Atlanta. That You know, Sheree always delivers and she says that there's a lot of personal stuff that Sheree goes through this season and she is putting it all out there and revealing it all for everyone to see. So there we go. We also know that Candy's spinoff show, Candy and the Gang, premiered on Bravo over the weekend. And so far, people seem to be liking it. A lot of people have compared it to Portia's Family Matters, and they're saying that it's way better than Portia's Family Matters. I know a lot of people didn't like Portia's show because they felt like it was like a saving face, like, I'm not a homewrecker, and here's the proof. And it was a little too on the nose with trying to prove that. So people didn't really enjoy it. it. It did seem a little feisty and dramatic in some of the clips that I saw, but it seemed like it lost its audience by mid-season, and people didn't really seem to be as interested in Porsche fam- Porsche's Family Matters. But people seem to be invested in Candy and the Gang. I think it works when you have like that, you know, Vanderpump Rules model. Although we've seen the Vanderpump Rules model be tried and failed several times. We had E that had what happens at the Abbey. We had Lindsay Lohan's beach house on MTV. So a lot of other people have tried to like copy that model and it's never been as successful as Vanderpump Rules. So, but I think in this case, there's like a family aspect to it. And on these Bravo shows, we love the family aspect. I think she has big characters that work for her that are very, um, like fun to watch. Like we like the big personalities and the characters. And I think that's what sets it apart from Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules didn't necessarily have a ton of big characters. Like they had messy kids and the kids knew how to, you know, get in the, in the mud with each other and wrestle. And I think that's what made it good because it was combined with that hustle and that drive and that desire to make it in Hollywood. Candy and the gang has the family aspect to it. I don't know. I think Candy and the gang might actually be, successful do I think it'll be the next Vanderpump Rules I don't know but I think it's at least going to be good however there is this rumor that's been going around on Instagram saying that uh, Candy and the Gang has been renewed for another two seasons and that's not true no show no show gets renewed after one episode, especially not its premiere episode. Usually there have been rare instances where like by the third or fourth episode, they get renewed or the season gets extended and they film a little more or they film a second part of a season. That happens, but that's usually like closer towards the mid-season. The premiere episode is always going to 
you know, do really well or it's not going to do really well. Shows either start with a really slow build or they have a big bop at the premiere and then they dwindle throughout the rest of the season. That's why the ratings for the premiere are never indicative of whether or not a show is going to be successful. Because a lot of times people watch the show like Portia's Family Matters. People watched it because they wanted to see the stuff with Simon. They wanted to see how she was going to address the Fallon stuff. And so people were engaged and interested in that. Doesn't mean that they stood all the way through the end and the show is going to be successful and it's going to be picked up for another season. Now, where there may be a little confusion is it's possible that the cast possibly signed a three-year contract. And typically what the contract... What like these multi-year contracts mean is that you're under contract with Bravo should they decide to renew the show for another season. You're under contract with them and they get to make the decision whether they want to bring you back for another season or that whether they're going to release you from your contract. So like this was very similar to like when I had Jacqueline Larita on the podcast and we were talking about Real Housewives of New Jersey and she was saying that or Dina Manzo. Um And they were saying that they wanted to quit the show, but they couldn't quit the show because they were contractually obligated to keep filming. So Dina Manzo was in the second season of Real Housewives of New Jersey because she was still under contract and they had her film additional episodes in order to fulfill her contractual obligations and then were able to cut her loose and let her out of her contract. Jacqueline Larita did the same thing. She said that after season two, she didn't want to come back. Or maybe it was after season three. There was one season where she was like, I didn't want to come back for the next season, but they wouldn't let me out of my contract, so I had to. So there are those instances where you want out of your contract, but Bravo still is able to keep you on. And so it's possible that this cast or part of this cast did sign a multi-year contract with Bravo that keeps them, you know, basically under lock and key for those next three years or for these next three years saying that, you know, you can't join another show because you're under contract with us until your contract expires, you know, then whatever. Or if we do decide to renew for another season, another season, this is how much you're able to get a raise for, but you're not able to renegotiate your contract necessarily until after this contract ends, which is in three years. That's a possibility. That's my own personal speculation and like trying to piece together where this low budget rumor came from, but it's it's a low budget rumor. This is low budget tea. It's not real. Don't believe that a show would get renewed for two two seasons is ambitious you know maybe i would understand if like there was a renewal for one season but why would they immediately green light two additional seasons like that's just stupid housewives that are very successful franchises don't get renewed for two additional seasons like you know calm down thank you next with this low budget tea snap snap pat the puss um I'm curious if any of you guys have purchased your, obviously a lot of you have purchased tickets to the Spilling Tea Live Tour with me and Adam. Have you purchased your merch yet? It's limited edition merch. We've uh, collaborated with represent.com. We're excited to be collaborating with represent because they have some like really like big official talent. And it's cool that like we're part of that big official talent or at least just like in the vicinity. We're in it with them. And so we're excited to have launched this limited edition tour merch that says I Spilled the Tea with Zach and Adam. 
Obviously, you guys spill the tea with us every week on our shows. We do a, a collab show together on Adam's channel, Up and Adam Live, every Wednesday. We have a big talent announcement. I'm calling it the Double Trouble Talent Announcement because we have a lot of talent that we're going to be announcing on Wednesday. Um, and it, it's double the fun in comparison to our normal announcements. So that's the only like teaser that I can give you is that you will be getting double the announcement this Wednesday. So make sure you set your iCal for 9.15 a.m. Pacific, 12.15 p.m. Eastern this Wednesday on Up and Adam Live. And please, guys, get your merch because we designed it. It's super cute. It's super fun. Um, I think if you guys want to wear them to the shows, that would be super fun. And yeah, you're going to want to stock up now. So that way you get them in time for the first show, which is on April 7th at the Bourbon Room in Los Angeles, which is completely sold out and we're so grateful for. So if you want to get tickets to Nashville or New York, there are still a few GA tickets left. I believe VIP packages are all sold out across all cities and LA is completely sold out. But I do believe we have a few tickets left for Nashville. And then we have some tickets left for New York as well. Get ready. More announcements to come, more exciting tea to be spilled. It's going to be a fun time. So go to SpillingTeaLive.com, SpillingTeaLive.com. Um, I hope you have enjoyed all of our Housewives content lately. I'm sad that Salt Lake City is coming to an end. I did watch OC, and OC was a little... It was cute, you know? Um, I kind of didn't fully tune into it. I didn't fully invest in it. I did really watch... Like, the only part I really like was engaged in or like interested in watching in this last week's episode was the um, Dr. Jen and Ryan stuff. That was really hard to watch because you can just tell that place in their marriage. Like everybody goes through bumps in the road within their relationships, right? But watching the two of them, it was just like, it was super cringy. And I feel like part of it is Dr. Jen is trying to find her footing on the show. I I actually really like her. I liked her from the beginning of the season. I know some people feel that she's boring, but I kind of feel like we need those like more tame housewives to balance out the show. I understand how people may think that she's boring in OC because OC is already a tame show, but I would love to continue to see what happens in their marriage. I know there were some rumors or some speculation around whether or not her and Ryan were still together because they hadn't posted a photo together on social media since I believe December. We're only in March and like, I feel like long-term couples aren't constantly posting about each other and how great their marriage is unless they're trying to prove something, you know? And it's usually like the newer couples that are posting a lot more. I know that because I got I got some tea for you guys. I got a love life update for you guys. We'll do after party on Thursday night after the Thursday night live. Um, so yeah, just stay tuned. We'll do we'll do after party on Thursday, and I'm gonna give you an update. But remind me to ask or remind me to tell you about the update. But yeah, I think OC is not terrible. I think it's good. I would give OC like a solid six and a half, seven for this season. I'm curious to see what happens with Noella and whether or not they decide to bring her back because it seems like she's kind of on an island. But they're filming the Real Housewives of Orange County reunion, I believe, this week. So that means we probably got a good five episodes left for Real Housewives of Orange County, maybe five, possibly six. But So that means we'll definitely have OC into April, possibly even wrapping up in May. Definitely wrapping up in May. I can't imagine it would go any further than May. But 
Yeah, I'm curious to know what you guys think of OC. People keep asking me, like, did you like OC? Did you watch OC? I don't really have much of an opinion about OC because OC is kind of just, it's OC, you know? Salt Lake City, I think, is great. I'm sad that that's ending. Curious to know when we're going to get the next season of Salt Lake City, considering they started filming so quickly. And I think it's really annoying when there's too much of a gap between the shows because then like the stuff that's filmed happened so long ago that there's so much more that's happened that I think they need to bust this season out a lot quicker. I wouldn't be surprised if we got a, uh, another season of OC before the end of the, or sorry, not OC, Salt Lake City, another season of Salt Lake City before the end of this year. Because if they're filming right now, February, March, April, May, possibly doing some additional pickups in June and July, then I would imagine August, September, possibly an October season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, October, November-ish. I would imagine like October, November, that way they can film everything up to Jen Shaw's trial and then film, give us like an update of what happened at the trial in July. And then we can kind of see, you know, where things are going. I mean, we might not have Jen Shaw at the reunion on for Salt Lake City. Like if she's, you know, clink, clink locked up, then we might not have her at the reunion, which is probably also why they decided to rush this season of Real Housewives at Salt Lake City. Interesting. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, okay. Thank you guys for listening to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. That's me. You can give me a follow at just plain Zach. Get your tour tickets at spilling tea live and your merch at spilling live.com. Get your no filter wine. Like I'm, I, guys, I'm telling you, this is your last chance to stock up on these OG cans. Go to nofilterwine.com, nofilterwine.com. Thank you for all the love and the support. Um, I am also on cameo. If you guys want to book me on cameo, I, I, think that that would be really fun to do some fun cameos. I just did a rap, a custom rap about my dating slash sex life while also incorporating New Jersey. So we get in creative on the cameo. So go to cameo.com slash just plain Zach. If you want to book a cameo with me, trust me, they're a fun time and I'm pretty down for anything. So we'll see. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate you. Please weigh in in the comments below with what you thought of this week's episode. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate a five-star rating because I love those ratings and reviews. Leave me a nice review with like what you're enjoying about this show so that way I can keep doing that. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell notification button, and smash that like button and get ready. Girardi Deep Dive coming this Wednesday. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>